The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. in the kitchen with the tombstone blues oh welcome to look at the adjective we are here to podcast it's nitro time by god 90 minute shows gets in <laughs> i am rowdy johnny mac and i'm joined by a man who loves a bit of red leather a man who always wears fringe trousers a man who looks dafter in a bandana than hulk hogan and randy savage combined it's medium sexy daddy cool mean mark rover how you doing mate <laughs> Anytime I can be compared to Ke- Big Kev, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm good. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while since we've been on the Nitro uh, Nitro bus. I know. I'm looking forward to get back on the Nitro train. To be honest, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, you're looking forward to getting on them chicken dipper trains as well. <laughs> chicken dipper. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark's having a scram. Multitasking, Mark. <laughs> I'll call your shits out, Excalibur. Oh, sorry. Chekhov's Chekhov Ch- chips. Chekhov, yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's chicken dippers. <laughs> well, <you know. laughs> anyway, so um, I've I've been off for a bit. Back to work today. Baptism of fire, the usual drill. Yeah. So I I want to get nuts deep into some cretinous behaviour. I don't know about you because it's been a while since we've been on that bus as well. So we're going yeah. to take a wander, a stroll, a moonlit sojourn down Moron Boulevard, down Simpleton Street, all the way to a bumper WrestleMania weekend-sized cretinous cul-de-sac. It's cretinous a month. Have you got one for me, man? Oh, yeah. And to be fair, I, I've got um, I've got a very a very small one, but I think you've got the sort of main event contenders. To be brutally honest, I've got um another appearance from the legend. It's been a while since we've since we've seen. Him, it, what is? It? Who knows what it is? What, what gender mean, it is? You mean the showstopper? Yeah, the showstopper, the man. Well, the 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 person who who stole the whole weekend of WrestleMania. Um, we're talking about Yoshiiko, and if you don't know, get to know. <laughs> we're talking about the the wrestling sex doll who's took the world by storm for many a time with with countless classics with uh, Kenny Omega. What's the other one called? Kenny Omega's mate. Um, Ibushi. Ibushi. Ibushi, yeah. And he's back this weekend doing all sorts of flippy, flippy nonsense. Probably got five stars, just as as casual for, for Yoshi Ego. You sent me this clip, and I just think, and you just, whenever you, whenever I see nonsense like this, I just think, what is that? Like, what is, <laughs> what is that? What is, who thought of that? And what, what is going on? It's just absolute nonsense. <laughs> It just makes me just never want to watch wrestling again. I know it's just, it's so off-putting. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> I genuinely th- watching a, a doll give two blokes a quote-unquote double superplex is just beyond my comprehension in life. It's, <laughs> it's just I don't ridiculous. get it. It's a fucking joke. But this this guy, this brain damager or drain bramager or whatever he's called on Twitter. He is very much a DDT aficionado, and he he pumps out some turkey constantly, some utter shit from these cretins. 
I have uh, found some DDT. Have you? Oh, God. And we did say, we did say we might do one for a giggle. I'm happy to do one for the crack. I, I can't guarantee it's going to have any of this stuff on it. Do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll download the, the like the most wrestle-based fucking technical stuff ever, and then it'll just be like, all oh, right, this is actually quite good. <laughs> Yeah, we're watching. There'll be some absolute five star classics on there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> it'll be Ibushi doing like proper matches, and you know, it'll be great. It'll be like, or Ibushi doing like a 10 minute chin lock or something, <laughs> Wall Street style. Yeah, he sat there and goes, Well, really, I mean, Yoshihiko is a big influence, but you know, my son's a fan of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, the IRS gimmick was just beyond. <laughs> But um, that was a small one, to be fair. I mean, it's just it's just an idiot. Whoever's booking that shit, is, get out of wrestling, please. DDT. <laughs> yeah, but you've got a couple of main eventers, I think, haven't you? Well, I've got I've, I've got our good good friend, the cocaine cowboy, <laughs> creating of the year. He's back with one of his uh, please stop talking Tony statements because you know that's what he does. The quote is. What's great about AEW is you hear the wrestlers speaking their own words, and I'm not trying to force the words into their mouth. I don't write word for word scripts for anybody, and we have the best talkers in pro wrestling. I mean, it's it's a subjective statement, but other than MJF, you've got who, one who's on the sidelines. Well, yeah, <laughs> current act, currently active MJF is the only one who's a standout. Really, that that is Cole? pretty pretty good. Adam Cole's all right, but I mean, Omega can't do it. The books are shit. Page is shit. <laughs> Fucking Jungle Boy shit. Jericho. Um, <laughs> Jericho was good. Now a bit shit. Every single member of his Appreciation Society is shit. Ricky Starks is all right, decent. I like Ricky Starks. Yeah. Hobbs can't yeah, talk. Not, he does have some Darby Allen. Darby Allen's starting to. Uh, to get a bit mm. of a bit of a personality, Sting yeah. shit has always been shit. I mean, we've coined him wooden wooden goth Sting. You know, he's never been the best. I, I, I just I just think it's a very very silly statement. Whereas on even even if they are scripted, I mean, Reigns is good, Cody's good, Cody's good LA Knight's pretty good, LA Knight's class, exactly. underutilized. Zayn's mint, Owens is mint. Yeah, on the mic. There's, there's, he's there's just, more... I suppose he's just trying to put his product over, but yeah, he is. But I mean, when everything sort of you can go, eh, but look at this, dickhead. I can yeah. sort of prove you. I, mean, I know it's all subjective and and whatnot, but <laughs> come on, man. I mean, put your product um, over by all means, but it's not the most egregious thing he's come out with ever, is it? But he has come up with a corker as well after this, has he? <laughs> Fulham Vice Chairman, this is from TalkSport, this. Class. Gabby Agbonwaho, <laughs> class. Um, <laughs> Fulham Vice Chairman, Tony Khan, confirms... That another AEW. Gabby Agbonwaho shout on this podcast. That's two in like a few months, isn't it? Yeah, you got to get Agbonwaho on there. He, he draws your fucking listeners, mate. He, he, is, he is the golden voice. Nuthorio. <laughs> so... This this is by uh, actually uh, Joe Brophy, bro. No idea. Um, full <laughs> Vice Chairman Tony Khan confirms AEW draws bigger UK TV audience 
than rivals WWE after ITV success as he discusses London debut, CM Punk and Adam Cole's return. Tony Khan's quote is, England, I love it so much. And, L- and London is my favourite place in the world, in particular West London and Craven Cottage. Get that in. <laughs> I love the whole city so much. And I have to say, AEW is the number one wrestling company in the UK on television. It is a fact. AEW draws much bigger TV ratings in the UK than WWE does. We have bigger audience week to week for our shows. All right. So for those of you who listen to us who don't live in the UK, AEW is on what we call council telly, terrestrial telly, like free to air telly. Yeah. WWE is not. You've got to pay a subscription to watch that. And then it costs a shitload of money because I pay the BT Sports subscription, not necessarily for WWE, but for football as well or soccer. And um, (laughs) sorry. Patronizing. (laughs) Fussball, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Commonsy better and listen to football. Also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dutch Barclay one, Premier League, <laughs> Premier League, yeah. <laughs> the Dutch one's Vertball, uh, but yeah, you, you've got to pay like fucking thirty quid a month to watch WWE. No wonder not enough people watch it as they do AEW. AEW is literally on at like 10 o'clock on a Monday night on ITV, which, and it's not even on ITV, I think. It's on ITV 2 or ITV 4 or ITV something. ITV 4, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, which is like the fourth channel of that station. So it's no surprise. Tony never puts any context in his thing. He just has to find these small victories because he's clearly number two. Now, that's a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, better than, he's doing better than TNA ever did, in my opinion. Yeah. As a rival. He's probably bang on, like they probably do get better viewers, but it's oh, they will do. There's, there's no context. context to it. Yeah, there's no context to the to the argument, is there? And this is I don't want AEW to fail. I just wish it no. was better. better because they had the perfect opportunity to be better. And it's well, really I think, just I think they've got a chance now to really like zone in. But especially if Vince is coming back and it, it, yeah. he is back by by all accounts mm. from what everyone's saying, take control again. Because you felt like they, they lost a little bit of control when Helmsley took over, and you felt like everyone was fucking scrambling around, and that yeah. could have paid a, played a part in some of the some of the stuff backstage as well. You never know, but now was a chance for them all to come together and actually put, you know, try and try and take control of the whole the marketplace again. I, I agree. I mean, Vince is going to be fucking so much shit up. I think he's already started, but we'll see. We'll have to see how the Cody thing pans out. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I mean, it might have been Cornet who made the, who sort of said maybe Cody's after the chase because Dusty mm. used to like the chase. Maybe that's what he wants to do. Maybe that's often, what he's often the journey's part of the destination. Like it's better than the destination, mm. isn't it? But we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, if he's there, he's going to be there for a good while now, and, it, yeah. and, it, and he's definitely main event as far as we can see. He's been put in the main event. Whether Vince keeps him in the main event, I have no idea. I mean, we'll have to see. The fact that they gave him that song is because of the, I mean the lyrics to that song. Considering what well, he says it now, I'm surprised they let him have that and stuff. So they give him everything he wants, really. Yeah, he's got. He's, with, got he's been given all the everything he would want as his entrance song, his merch, blah blah blah, and everything like that. Probably said no. Brandy cannot be on telly. Yeah, <laughs> one condition, Cody, mate. You can have all the music you want. You know, whatever you fancy. She ain't getting on telly. <laughs> you ain't getting over as a baby face of her on your side. <laughs> No, heat, heat magnet. But 
Yeah, I mean, so Tony just needs to just like just be happy with what he got. He's got concentrate on his shit and not worry about what they're doing. They've they've, they've had like a fucking forty year head start on you. Yeah, as a it's national promotion. Do you know what I mean? Maybe well, thirty six year head start on him as a national entity, and it's going to take time. Rome wasn't built in a day, Tony. And I mean, I know you've got no patience considering all all the ching you put up your nose, but. <laughs> Highly strong gentleman. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, we have to say that, yeah. <laughs> it's not the worst thing we've said on this pod, I'll be honest with you, but... No, not at all. <laughs> no. Well, like Mark says, no fuckers listening, so... <laughs> We're getting there, don't worry. <laughs> don't want to get into a Kevin Webster chat again, do we? <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I couldn't possibly comment. I don't know what you're talking about. No comment, officer. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got for us? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kevin West. <laughs> That's just tickled me. <laughs> well, we've been talking about a man who is more moronic than most things on this planet in 1996. But he's back again after his Scientology excursion. The Immortal Hulk Hogan's back. More cretinous behaviour in 2023 from the uh, orange, blonde Labrador, that is. He has claimed that Bret Hart, the one and only, stole his classic catchphrase from him after watching one of his backstage promos. Okay, so the actual article says Hogan is known for, shall we say, stretching the truth over the years. That's a fucking understatement. He is the original Jericho. Jericho Jericho's like just jumps on every every bandwagon. Brett's fucking Brett, and it's like that's synonymous with Brett. And even if he did hit overhear him saying something similar, it's not something that Hogan can go, look, I've said it on like 25 different things. You know what I mean? He can't point yeah. to it. And it's like, why? It's it's like when he uh, you know he was offered the base gig in Metallica. <laughs> That never fucking happened, and all oh, this other <laughs> shite. He's, he's, he's a bullshitter, isn't he? He is, but he was he was very quiet for a long time. He's when we started doing this credit of the week thing, he was one of the guys that you thought gonna be seeing a lot of him. Yeah, barely seen him, him really. Only a couple of times. The Scientology thing was fucking hilarious, but <laughs> trying to keep quiet in the after the whole racism thing. <laughs> yeah, but joining Scientology is not the way to do that. Bloody no, hell, true. Like of all the mental things that you could do, he's gone. Oh, what will what, really get me over here? Oh, Scientology. There's nothing more mental on the fucking planet. <laughs> HH. HH, much love. When you work yourself into a you shoot yourself into a work, you work yourself into a shoot. <laughs> Absolute moron. And uh, obviously, Brett don't give a shit because he's not commenting. Why would he? It's just, it's just, it's a lie. If it is a lie, I'm pretty sure it's a lie. It's Hogan, for fuck's sake. But it's a lie that you just don't need to make. It don't make you look any better. <laughs> Your career, his career is iconic. Why is he? Why is he trying to? Why is he trying to de- degrade another? You know, top class icon Brett of the business. Shit. And Brett That's... winched because he won't put him over it, uh, before he left. He'd yeah, only put was... over. Is it because Brett had a few comments in the week about modern Ray wrestlers and stuff like that? He's probably just jumping on that bandwagon and he did try and slag off Brett. Most probably. But it's a lie you don't need to make because it's not, it don't make people go, fucking hell, Hogan's cool. It makes you go, 
Hogan's a fucking dick. He's lying again. Shut up. Live your life. And just, you know, crack on. You don't have to bullshit yourself all the time. Sell surfboards, whatever you do now. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan's surf shack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, when he pops up, like I say, you don't you don't pop up as nearly as much as you'd think, but if I feel like we're we're missing a trick with him, maybe we're missing some stuff that he says all the time. I don't want I don't want to follow him though. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> it's worse, it'd be worse than following fucking Russo and Gilbert. Eh? You do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't follow the disc bros. I just kind of have a delve now and again. Same with Flair. The disc bros. <laughs> can't be can't be following Flair because it just ends up on your timeline and and uh, you just get bored of seeing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, they're undercard, but what's the main event? Sadly, it's the same, same old, same old. <clears throat> the tandem tits of fucking terror, fucking Meltzer and Alvarez are back, stirring the pot. When it all goes quiet, they've got to get the smug little faces in to try and gaslight the fuck out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So what's been going on with Meltzer and Alvarez? Yeah, what's they been up to this week? I mean, obviously, it's concerning CM Punk and the Elite, obviously. (laughs) That's the only thing that gets many clicks, isn't it? Or clout, as as people like to call it these days. I mean, some some of the faces and smug looks in these videos, they're honestly enough to make you want to punch the screen. Honestly. That bit where he's going on about that story about Cabana was true. It was true! Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't true. It wasn't. The guy who owns the gaff actually said it wasn't true at the fucking press gimmick. Simple <laughs> cunt. And, bra- and fucking... And then he's bringing old Daxi into it now. I know. Daxi's getting absolute pelters online as well. He said he likes the Young Bucks. He said, he's like, oh, I just wish everyone could just get on and we could all make money and fucking, you know, just a completely innocuous, like, fucking fence-sitting statement. Nothing... You yeah, know, but then triggering. they're all going, they're all turning it around going, oh, he's only saying that to make the Young Bucks look bad. It's like, is he? What, what, well, what? the Young Bucks are making themselves look fucking bad. Yeah. The fact that they're going to have to set up a different show just to bring Punk back, it just says it all. A different have show? Have you mean? seen that report? I've not seen that, no. So the, the apparently, this is from, I think it was from Fightful, or it might have been someone else, can't remember. They're bringing a new two-hour weekly show on a Saturday called AEW collision course Saturday. or something and that's going to have CM Punk on it and it's going to have all the people that that sort of side with Punk on there oh you mean the, <laughs> the ones we like to watch yeah so it might be an alright show well you don't need six hours of AEW a week that's what I mean get rid of Rampage or something like that or Dark Jesus but apparently apparently I mean this is this isn't the best but this is this is this is this man all over. Jericho has been the one to extend the olive branch, and he's he said that I'll work with him for his first feud back and all this. Yeah, of course he will. Of course he will, because he knows <laughs> it'll be hotter than the fucking sun. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the guy's more see-through than fucking perspex. Fucking prick. You know, he's a good businessman, isn't he? Fucking hell, you, can t- you, you can't deny him of that. Jesus. This is what I mean. He's, he's Hogan, Mark yeah. too. He's even got the fucking shit hair. You know, going on you know he's going to Tony. I think I might have to go over here just to show, just to yeah. teach him a lesson. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just to just to show him who's boss. Me, Chris Jericho. I'm the boss. <laughs> and uh, it's just Meltzer and Alvarez. That they had like, and it's ironic in it with the, some of the stuff that's come out about Punk said he's a cancer to wrestling. They're the. Toxic. I mean, I've said this a few times. These two are the worst thing about pro wrestling. 
the worst thing, without a doubt. And how they've got so much fucking sway is unreal. They are absolute knobheads. Do you know why Alvarez is shitting it and near enough crying on his talk show? Yeah. It's because he thinks, because he knows Dax are twatting. Yeah. And he's worried now that enough people want to batter him because he's, he's a bit of a, you know, shadow lurker, isn't he? He's, he's not yeah. the one who's like... He's always been the one in the background a little bit, hasn't he, recently, like over the last few years. Because but... Meltz is a big bloke, right? I know he's 60-odd, but he's he's actually, he used to like do like bodybuilding and stuff. He's yeah. a big fucker. And yeah. if you get, he might not be as fast as he was 30 years ago, but if he if he landed one on you, you'd know you about it. it. Mm. Alvarez is that little fly just buzzing on your fucking head, isn't he? He's like, like I've always said, he's the Hammond to fucking Meltzer's clacks and just this, <laughs> he is just this little fucking the, the inspiration for that fucking Matt Maynard's gimmick I swear it should be Brian Alvarez like you know like standing behind him being a right boss <laughs> yeah you, yeah you tell him you tell him I'm not, what about you I'm not going to say anything I'm just going to idea behind you fucking yeah funny. That Honestly. clip though, where he's like, he's he's coming after, he's coming after Dax and all this. And he's just like, he's basically questioning Dax's sort of character and his his per, you know what I mean. And, and because of that, Dax has had all sorts of shit online because of it, because of all the knobs who fucking follow that newsletter or the podcast they do, whatever it is. Dax is like almost had to deactivate his Twitter because of some of the stuff that's been going on. And, and Cash has had, Cash has been defending him bloody all week and bless him, like tag team banner in in an hour of the ring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent the best mates, aren't they? Yeah. But like, he's he's basically not as he's not as vocal as as Dax. But what Dax says is they're not controversial statements. No, he's just like, oh, I just wish everyone could get along. I like the young books. I like Sam Punk. You know, we want to make money with everybody. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you mean like every other wrestler used to be like, you know, we could whatever differences put it aside, we'll make some fucking money, draw a house or whatever. And he's like. These yeah. these fucking guys, they just don't get it. The thing is, I've never been in the wrestling business, right? Yeah. Neither of you, but neither yeah. is Meltzer. I know yeah. Alver, Alvarez was like a little fucking indie goon for a bit, but no, nothing ever major. Yeah. But it's it's like putting shit to one side. It's this fucking in the age of HR and you can't fucking sort it out, sort it out, sit down, talk it out. If you've got to go out in the yard and have a scrap, just scrap it out, get it out of your system and fucking move on. Do you know what I mean? If you can't talk, just fucking get it out of your system. I'm not an advocate for violence or anything, but it needs to be long, fucking dealt with. Yeah, you need to stop the fucking leaks. You need to find. You need to like punish the leakers, and you need to fucking run your business, Tony Khan, because you can't be having these two cretins dictating what goes on in your fucking business. It's like it's like you fucking Max Rushton and Barry Glendening fucking. Uh, like saying, oh, you need to get rid of uh, Mitrovic. Oh, just get, yeah. Mitrovic, oh, there's been leaks coming out from Andreas Pereira. <laughs> Mitrovic, they had a brawl after yeah. the uh, the game against uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Tim Ream called him a cunt. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, would, would Tony Khan, as the whatever he is, vice chairman of Fulham, let like Glenn Denning or Rushton or fucking James Richardson or fucking the football ramble or some fucker, you know, dictate what goes on at that football club. No, he wouldn't. So why is wrestling such a different concept? It's still a business. Even if it's not a sport like football is, it's a form it's of so sport odd, with entertainment combined. But it's regardless of what it is, it's a business. 
would he would he would he let it go on at the, the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars? Would he let it go on at the, the gaff that his dad made all his money with the fucking uh, bumper? I don't understand gaff. why no, they wouldn't. I don't understand why he even lets them in the building. No, even these press scrums. Okay. I just can't get my head around it. Because every single person who invites to them press scrums are all favourable towards him. No one's going to ask him the hard questions. Yeah, good point. And the people who would ask him the hard questions don't give enough of a fuck. The legitimate <laughs> news outlets don't care. Because no, they don't if they're going to do wrestling, if, well, if they're going to do wrestling, they go and do the big time wrestling. They go and do the fucking. I mean, I am. We're, we're not massive WWE marks by any stretch of imagination. We think for the no. most part it's turd. But they know how to pull the fucking glamour and the big time out of the bag. Yeah. They always have done. And they'll go to the stuff that guarantees more viewers, more listeners, more yeah. readers, which is always going to be the WWF. And now that it's like a fucking $11 billion company headed by fucking the guys <laughs> who own the UFC, it's only going to add more to that. And Tony Khan needs to, like we said before, stop concentrating on other shit and just fucking sort your fucking house out, make your product the best it can be, and do your thing. You know, you're never going to beat them because they're just too big, too powerful. They've been going too long. Too much history. But they just he just needs to focus on his own shit. He's got a massive show at Wembley to to promote and bug. So get a fucking top top draw card in place for that, and you you might maybe be able to sell it out. Maybe it's, it's unlikely, but and it's these people who are going, oh, you, you need you need Osprey, you need Osprey to draw a house in England. Do you fuck Alan Cheapshot again makes fucking sense. He puts out AW do not need a Brit main eventing. To draw a house at Wembley Stadium, and someone put, "Well, Osprey definitely should be main eventing." It was sold out last last time I saw him at fucking butt fuck fucking Northamptonshire. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, he's like, right, how many were there? Eleven hundred. It's like, yeah, massive fucking difference. That's the point. If you want to fucking sell out Wembley, you need CM Punk back. Simple as that. Need CM Punk back. Need to have him in a in a meaningful match, and you need to have all your top stars. Will Ospreay, I'm not taking anything away from Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is over as fuck in Japan because he's been portrayed for years as a star in Japan. He's never yeah. been portrayed in America as a star. Therefore, translates over to England because the only thing that's on telly in, in England is AEW. And then if you pay for the BT Sport, WWE, nobody on a mainstream level, i.e. a 90,000 capacity level, yeah. knows... I mean, I think they've done 25,000, 25, which I think is admirable. Say, I think that's great. Yeah. But the thing is, you're always gonna you're always gonna draw in England more than yeah, you would in America. But no, it doesn't happen. People are raring for it, they're gagging for it, and they're gonna want to see AW because it's the first time I've ever been over. And yeah. they're gonna want to. And I mean, we can say you know the Young Bucks and Omega, Omega aren't stars and all that, and to for to a degree, they're not stars. But people are gonna watch big wrestling. If you've got wrestling at a stadium, people go and see it. Jericho's on the card. People know him. You know, these people, yeah. John Moxley, as much as I'm not a fan, people know who he is. They know him. So, yeah, I mean, you need to – these two dickheads. Would you go? They are toxic. Would you go to Wembley Stadium to watch it? Do you know what? I probably would, just for the, yeah. just to say, like, it's an experience. I was there. Yeah. I'd probably regret it, though, because I know what it's going to be, because for a mainstream audience – his shit doesn't fly. No. Like it like like you'd need it to to be consistent. I mean, the, the difference between him and McMahon, other than the experience and you know everything, and that McMahon grew up in the business to a to a degree. 
But man was never a mark. You know what I mean? No. But man wasn't a dirt sheet reader. Man, man, man doesn't really like wrestling, does he? No, he didn't pander to what the smart fans wanted. He didn't pander to what Meltzer expected and stuff. And it's like, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he just needs to get his head out of his ass and realise that he's got the potential to do something decent. He's got stars coming up. I mean, I'm not a fan of Jungle Boy, but <laughs> like MJF, not homegrown technically, but, you know, he was there from the beginning. Darby Allen seems to be coming into his own. Yeah, I know it's taken four years, but, you know, sometimes it does. It's the same with footballers. Just because yeah. he's not world-class at 18, it's like it's like the when Yanazai came into our yeah. first team at, like, 18, and everyone was like, he's going to be, be a world-beater. And he tailed off. Yeah, because you can't you can't be the finished article at eighteen. No, there's so much development that needs to take place, isn't it? Exactly the same with wrestlers, man. Darby Allen's what mid twenties, and yeah. he's starting to get it. I think he needs to be a bit less over the top and save his career a little bit and save his body. Less Jeff Hardy ask. Yeah, well, he's back, isn't he? Fucking hell, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'll live. I'll, I'll live just his twentieth chance. Yeah, it's like just just go home, Jeff. And you get the obligatory I'm so proud of my brother tweet by my heart. <laughs> it's like why? Because he's got a, failed. he's got it on his drafts. Yeah, he's <laughs> failed nineteen times before. Oh, <laughs> That's who's cretting at the month. Well, who do you think? Well, it's just it's there's no competition really, is it? <laughs> it's uh the doll. <laughs> no, I'm joking, it's uh Alvarez and Melzer by some distance, surely. But the scum, the scummy as well with it. It's not just cretinous. It's like it's genuinely damaging, slanderous to something that a lot of people enjoy. Not just not just punk or Dax Harwood, but wrestling in general. It just how these two fucking no marks have got it this much sway is ridiculous. We're two no marks. We've got no fucking sway. Obviously, I know Melts has been reporting on it for forty years or whatever, but. You know, he's, he don't work for any fucking reputable outlets. I'm just sick to death of them. I just I don't understand how they're allowed to just spout this nonsense. But this is we not going to end. We're probably going to have to have a fucking brawl out ban on this gaff because when it yeah. when it all went off, what six seven months ago, and you I, said I, I quote, I said it had legs. This it's not. You were like, I'm sick of talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, we're not going to finish talking about this for a long time because this is going to drag <laughs> out like. I know. For, and it has done, and it's... It is boring, though. It's getting boring. It's getting more annoying because it's like, how can people still not see yeah. the bullshit? It's just fucking... Everyone get back to work, fucking CM Punk, bring him back. Keep him away from those knobheads if he has to. Yeah, everyone just coexist. Fucking hell, just, just coexist. If it's not your thing, you don't have to work with him, even though that is the smart thing to do in terms of money. Yeah, you don't have to work with them. You know, there's plenty of other people out in that company to work with. Literally, yeah, about four hundred of them. <laughs> We've done the uh, eight out of ten guns. <laughs> it's a big roster. Didn't even finish it. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Did hundred and twenty, I think, and then, yeah, no, we didn't even finish on the blokes. <laughs> well, these two tits for their umpteenth award, Meltzer and Alvarez, nailed on cretin of the years, nailed on second ballot <laughs> Hall of Famers. <laughs> It'll be first ball. There's no way. I can't see anyone topping Meltzer this year. No, Khan was it that, that last year for this specific thing. But to be fair, other than you know saying fuck all, he's not really done anything that great. Well, Jer- Jericho was inducted, wasn't he? He was the Hall of Famer. 
you know, I can't yeah. see it not being Meltzer this year. Just some of the absolute rubbish he's coming out with on a on a, a weekly basis, really. Jer- Jericho, Jericho stuff is it's it's not it's a bit pointless. It's just daft. It's like Hogan level shit now. Yeah, just stupid statements. Tony Khan's just daft statements. Yeah, Meltzer and Alvarez are toxic. They really are. Yeah. It's damaging. It is. You're right. So they are credits of the month by some distance. We must press on, John. We must. So we're going from one level of moronity <laughs> to another level of moronity. We're going to Monday Nitro, 23rd of December, 1996, from Maycown, Georgia. Obviously, Larry and Tony. Yeah. Uh, the big boy booth. Yeah, big boy booth. Quick one this week. You just yeah. hype, quickly hype the Eddie and uh, Benoit match coming up first. Show yeah. the finish of the last match they had five weeks ago. And uh, Benoit and Woman are back, which hopefully, in my eyes, was going to bear some fruit tonight. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Benoit comes out alone. Did you notice the fuck up with the music? <laughs> yeah. That was weird, so that, weird. the way they did that. So he gets halfway down the ring and he's got no tune and they start the horseman tune and he's in the ring and literally right up his ass is Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> it was to the oh. horseman tune. <laughs> and then they switched it, didn't they? <laughs> it was strange, that. <laughs> I mean, I'll never complain about seeing these two, ever. No, definitely not. This This could have been the final in reality, but I mean, the DDP feud with Eddie is a, is a nice little feud bubbling under, so I'm, I'm not yeah. fussed. I'm quite happy with, with it either match. Yeah. What do you reckon to this bad boy then? Corker, to be honest. Very much yeah. so. Nice and um, sniff. Bit of needle. Love it. Yeah. And they gave it enough, they gave it plenty of time as well. Yeah, they did. Good, good set. What, one thing that was um, a little bit frustrating was there was a Sullivan promo that was, like, you know, insert promo. Yeah. And it sounded menacing as fuck, but I couldn't pick up, I could barely pick up what he was saying. Um, Honestly, mate, it was fucking mint. Was it just my audio, or was it just because, I don't know, I just couldn't catch a lot of it. I had headphones in, you see, when I was watching yeah. it. So I picked up a little bit of it. He says, um, 
Are you, are you an assassin or an errand boy? Yeah. Sadly, he's an assassin. <laughs> no, I just thought it was sinister as fuck from what, like the, the tiny bits I heard of it. Like, so serious. And I'm thinking, yeah, let's have them at the pay per view. But then we find out something later on in the show, which is fucking mm. pointless. Uh, but we'll get to that. Even, he quotes fucking Genghis Khan. <laughs> he says, You've awoken something that should have been left alone. Many sinners thought he was great. It's class. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan, in my eyes, is one of the best things on the show at the moment. Yeah. Great talker. Fucking hell. When he when he's not it's, it's, oh yeah. <laughs> when he's not when he's not ramping it up being daft with fucking face paint all over his face and all sorts of rubbish like that. Trying to appease Hogan. <laughs> but we get DDP coming down to the comms booth as well. Free sleeves nice... t shirt on. Love that. <laughs> nice touch. Sort of scouting his potential opponent in the final, which just makes sense, I suppose, doesn't it? So he says he wants Benoit, not Eddie, which I thought was great because it's just like proper chicken shit, like yeah. heel. He's like, oh, he's more of a buzzsaw and all this. And he's like, no, you're not. You're just a shitbag because, you know, Eddie's got fucking issues <laughs> with you. Yeah, so I thought I thought Paige, he didn't say a lot, but I thought he was quite 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 good, some of his stuff he said on commentary. Yeah, there's a bit where, <laughs> it's a bit where he's listing the Guerrero family members and he's like, Throws Mark's brothers in there as well. He's going like, um, <laughs> what do you say? He's like, yeah, there's a Mondo, Groucho, Chico, Heppo, fucking whatever, <laughs> Z- Zippo, whatever. It's funny. Harpo, Zippo, that's it. It was funny. And, uh, it's, but you're watching these like in the ring, these two in the ring, and it's all, you always know what you're going to get, but in the best possible way. You always yeah. know it's going to be like fucking mint, stiff. Intense. Benoit's always vicious. Eddie's always fired up baby face. It's just, it's fucking lovely. Yeah, it's match made in heaven, really, isn't it, this match? Yeah, I could watch him every week, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. There was actually two, there's two matches on this, on this that I've been wanting, that, well, one I've always wanted to see, and two that you wouldn't mind seeing every bloody week. Yeah. Did you notice that Eddie was wrestling really defensive? Yeah, he was on the back foot, wasn't he? I yeah, thought that was quite always... nice because I think it made sense because Benoit's like, He's so intense right now because of that sort of ongoing thing with Sullivan. Where it was like, it was like anyone who's in front of him is just going to get it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, you, had to, you had to park the bus, did Eddie? Yeah, but then he did it. He did a two banks of four, didn't he? <laughs> Allardyce style. Yeah. Hodgson era. <laughs> but, he's, no, but it was like, he was just nullifying everything Benoit did with a headlock. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, slowing it, it down. Like, yeah, it wasn't like drawn out fucking. You know, chin lock fucking rest spots. <laughs> it was like proper work to it. And you can see him cranking on it. And he's like, Yeah. And he's, yeah, it was lovely. It was lovely to see. Really was. Ed, and the Ed crowd just, are well into it. Yeah. Hot as hell, aren't they? To be fair. Yeah. They always do that, don't they? They put on a really hot match just to get the crowd going. It's good. It's smart, really. You can tell that they've moved raw because the, the first hour's been a lot better recently. And the second hour's yeah. been like wanked off in the distance. You know, yeah. Speaking of chin locks, it was a proper chin lock in that. Work Benoit sticks lock. it on and yeah, knee in the fucking back of the neck and everything. That's a proper. Yeah. That's proper that. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's not fucking. Well, I'm knackered here, Wall Street style. <laughs> no. There was some I nice think, spots in it though. I mean, when you watch Eddie, like he's absolute poetry emotion. That guy, isn't he just always yeah, just pure class. Like some of the the backbreakers and the the movement, just like. Just like the, the subtle little movements, the 
the quickness to him as well. He's just like he's so good to watch. It's class. It's just no wasted motion with with any of them. No, and then, and like you say with Benoit, he's just got such a that, that annihilation that he wants to put on someone. It's just like. Yeah. It's so it's so interesting to watch. It's it's really good. There's one bit that did make me a bit mm, like that. It was this um that massive superplex off the off the top, and they yeah. both sell it. But Benoit always holds his head when he does yeah. stuff like that, and it's sickening because you know it's gonna you know yeah it's one of them like foreshadowing yeah. But was that a, was that a sell job? Because obviously they didn't want to get the two because he sold it, so he couldn't get the cover in time. Do you know what I mean? You, you never oh yeah, know. of course. But you, you you see it and you go, uh, hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. At the time, <laughs> you probably think great selling, but like in twenty twenty three, you go, oh, it's far too many connotations there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the Benoit it sort of comes towards the end. Benoit tries to cover using the ropes, but ref catches him. Benoit lobs Eddie on the top. Benoit gets pushed off, and Eddie Eddie hits like a spinning mid air spin froggy. For, for oh, free, beautiful. That it was like was... a cross body into a frog splash, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. It was so nice. That could easily have gone wrong. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, there was a little. There was a little bit of a gripe from me when he gets the ropes and the ref clocks it, and he has a little word of him. But when he's up top, the ref sort of climbs up the rope to have more words. Yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the reasons why he sort of got lobbed off, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I don't know what that was a bit odd. That. Some of the refs, some of the refs are a bit shit on WCW. <laughs> yeah, there's what there's, there's one king of refs on WCW. <laughs> there's only one. I thought it was quality as it, as it always is with them. Yeah, just a really good TV match to open up the show, wasn't it? Um, and the frog splash was fucking porn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it really he does was. That, he does that so well, doesn't he? That those mid air twists, the mid air movements and stuff like that. Yeah, um, no one so like Eddie, him. Eddie advances to face DDP at Starkey for the vacant US belt. Um, More than happy with that. And then DDP says he, he didn't give a, he didn't really care who was going to win because all it's going to take is a diamond cutter and it'll be it'll be game over. So fair fucking play. His usual spiel, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then after that, we get a uh, old Gene. He's in the aisleway and he announces, "Here comes the four horsemen." Right now, your thoughts regarding that subject. A focused Chris Benoit would have never lost that match, but that's another story. You ask any man in this audience what his worst nightmare is, he'll tell you it's coming home from a hard day's work, opening his front door, walking in and seeing some other man sitting on the couch with his woman. But there's one that goes worse than that. It's being the man sitting on that couch when that door gets kicked open and that husband or boyfriend comes flying in the door and you see that rage in his eyes because you know no matter what that man does to you, no matter how severe, you deserve it. Well, last week I saw that rage in a man's eyes and I smelled it on his breath. And every time Sullivan pumped one of those fists into my face, I knew somebody deserved it. And Chris Benoit, that somebody is you. I took that beating for you last week because I'm a horseman and you're a horseman. Flair's a horseman. Benoit, Deborah, yeah, they're all horsemen and we made a pact. But just like she wasn't here last week to witness that beating that I feel like is her fault. By God, why wasn't she here this week? Whoa, whoa. Enough about that little creature. I mean, 
we are sick and tired of hearing about woman this and woman that. And let me tell you, I am the beautiful one here, and people only want to hear and look at me. And you know, Chris, honey, you know, the next time that you want to have an affair, you need to let me know, because I have plenty of beautiful girlfriends that have met this Crimson Tide pageant that would just love to go out with you. I mean, well, they're not as pretty as I am because I did win the pageant anyway. But Chris, honey, you are a four horseman, and you do not deserve damage good. Chris Benoit. One second here. Farn Anderson. First of all, woman is tending to horseman business right at this moment. Second of all, I don't appreciate all the unjust allegations of all this partying and infidelities and that. Woman and I were over in Germany for a purpose. We spent days, 18-hour days, having meetings, talking about the horsemen and how they're uncoming at the seams. We've devised a plan to reunite the horsemen and bring them to what they're supposed to be. As for you, Deborah. Uh-oh. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. Because the man don't understand. First of all, Deborah. Friend. Just take two steps back. What's she call you? Her stallion? Well, you need to put the bit back in those teeth and get that mouth shut when you're addressing this woman here because that's my woman, son. And when you're talking to her like that, you're walking on the fighting side of me. Whoa! Massive pop. We get we get Mongo, and <laughs> Roboto, and Flair, and Benoit joins them. Yeah, I want I want massive on this. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Some of it was shocking. It's the same shit again. Yeah. So Gene wants that. He wants horseman business. <laughs> Gene, Gene wants some answers. He's going. You know, he wants he wants Anne's thoughts about him having to take care of Benoit Benoit's business with with Sullivan. He said he took the beat in for him because the, the horsemen have to stick together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that just pretty short for a man. Wasn't his best, obviously, but no. But there was some good bits in there. He's like I saw the rage in Sullivan's eyes, but Benoit deserved that beating. But I took yeah. it for him, kind of thing. Yeah. Roboto starts speaking. An absolute chorus of boos rings around the arena. <laughs> it's absolutely deafening. Those boos. Could you hear him? <laughs> yeah, she was fucking. Hopeless, wasn't she? 
She's rotten on the mic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, she gets the most rotten. mic time out of any of them. I know. It's because she never shuts up and like Jean's yeah. like a bit bit of a gentleman. Like, you know... <laughs> yeah, he can't quite interrupt her, can he? <laughs> Benoit pipes up and he says uh, woman's tending to horse- horseman business, as always. That's the go-to yeah. response. Don't like the accusations. And then he goes to speak to Deborah and fucking Mongo pipes in. <laughs> and, uh, and I quote, talk to the hand because the man don't understand. <laughs> what, the <laughs> fuck was that? what was that? <laughs> oh, damn. That was awful by Benoit, that was it. <laughs> yeah, and he's not the best usually. So. Yeah, that was absolutely rank. But Flair's got to step in the middle and then he does his usual shtick and his waffle on. That's strutting halfway in between. I didn't have a clue what he was going on about, to be brutally honest with you. It was proper handbags, wasn't it? And then yeah. like Rick and then Flair, Rick fucking Flair tries to be the voice of reason. Oh, you think he's gonna be the voice of reason? And he's just like, I'm just here to party. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it does make it does have it does have one good line. He says, after ten years living with the devil, she deserved a weekend with Benoit, which I thought was quite funny. But yeah. it's just him strutting and pissing about and fucking He looked like a long. security guard. Like a, <laughs> like a security guard or a bouncer for a club in that big leather jacket. <laughs> just, I've never seen a bouncer with that haircut, though. I know, but you know what I mean? The big puffy leather jacket. It just looked a bit muddy. He looked ridiculous. Some of his fashion is just atrocious. It's 1996 in America. That's all I'm saying. It just went really fucking long. I thought Arm was all right. But this storyline... Is a weird one because it's getting boring, but it's yeah. heating up at the same time. So the promos the are all the, hor- the bits for the horsemen's are a bit shit. Like those bits, yeah. you know, it's the same, same handling, shit every week. Yes, yeah, so we're handling horsemen business. What's the business? Like, can we can we, can we have a bit of intrigue here? Like, do you know what I mean, there's no like, I don't know what you mean. Sullivan's the only one who's keeping it going. Like we've like sinister promos and the matches between Sullivan and Benoit and the Sullivan and Arn stuff. Like the matches are always hot as fucking mental, but yeah. it's just it's, it's an odd odd angle because I was well in, into it, well invested in it. But even, it's like at the moment, even I can't save the nah. sort of horseman side of it at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just gone odd. flat on it. It's gone really flat, uh, on. which is a shame. Maybe it's a long term, long term storytelling. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, moving on, we get our first dose oh. of NWO for the night. We have um, to move on. <laughs> music hits. Crowd's a bit like, oh, who, who is it? Hogan comes out and he gets a, a large, large pop. It's not the tarot, yeah. though. That comes later. Um, it's just like part four of the 10-minute fucking Piper. He's shitting it from me soliloquy. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hogan's out. He's got Deviasi with him, Vincent and Liz. That's the sort of the four that he normally comes out with now. You never even see him interact with Nash and Hall or anything anymore. It's the core, isn't it? Yeah. Wade Barrett, <laughs> Wade, <laughs> Justin Gabriel, <laughs> yeah, and Ezekiel Jackson, or whatever he's called. <laughs> Not Ezekiel Woods, but Ezekiel Jackson. <laughs> That's an old gimmick. That That's an old gimmick. <laughs> DiBiase gets the mic initially, demands Hogan's spotlight as usual. I feel like I've seen this about twenty times at this point. Um, we have. It's he... the same old shit. He demands that, listen, uh, that everyone listens to what Hogan has to say. Hogan says Piper's hiding in the darkest hole he can he can find himself. He doesn't want to see him. Says that he's afraid of him. Then he creepily demands a kiss on the cheek from Liz. They were like that. Yeah. 
And he said something along the lines of, you know, in a hundred years, they'll still know me as the biggest icon in the history of wrestling and all that. And, you know, load of waffle. We've, we've heard it before. <laughs> we've heard it before. Cold Steve Austin to take off, did he? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> what? <laughs> he just seen, he just seen the Rockets of Iowa series. He's like, he's like, he's got to do fuck all in his career. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was just the usual shit from Hogan. To be fair, um, and then it's uh, then it's posing time. <laughs> Give him what they want. Hollywood always DBS. He always says, doesn't he? And all this shit. It's but... a lot shitter than clobbering time. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's the same old stuff, though. It's like Hogan's really doing his fucking best to just stunt all the excitement that I've got for this sort of yeah. feud. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. And then I I've know. put. I made a note. Silly. At least it's not in the main event spot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we get a little sneak peek of Piper's new action romance comedy film or whatever it is. Um, Mark's Man. <laughs> uh, I didn't really pay much attention to that, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it doesn't look the best at first glance, but it's infinitely more credible than fucking Santa with muscles. Let's just say that. <laughs> Oh, what sort of one? That commando one he did. Suburban commando. That, that's it. Then after that, we get episode 48 of Can Luger Rack This Big Fucker? <laughs> Tombstone. Was that, an absolute, was that a rib on taker, that, by the way? Because it looked a bit like him. It might have been, but he was he was a guy called... He played... Well, not played, but he was 911 in ECW. He's, he's right. not really anything to note. Really? Yeah, he didn't really oh, show yeah. much of it. Anyway, big big pop for Luger as usual. Yeah, he um, comes out. He's a real live boy. He's like more fired up and everything. And I was like, fucking hell, interacting <laughs> with the crowd. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> no, not, not an awful lot to, to talk about with this one, was it? It was just standard get Luger over as more and more and over as you can, really, wasn't it? Well, this, this Tombstone fella, <laughs> he's got a horrendous dog shit waterfall mullet. Yeah. He really has. He's got a little awful little goat, messy goatee and beard, doesn't he? As well, yeah. he looks like he's in some shit biker gang called like <laughs> Satan's Slaves or something, isn't he? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it would like like you said. There's nothing to write about. It's standard standard Luger match at the moment, which is literally anyone above three hundred pounds. Can he get him on his shoulders? Because fans, think he's fans love it though. Fans absolutely yeah. love it. Well, it's just, it's just, <laughs> Matches to get the guy over, and the guy's over as fuck anyway, so he's only going to get more over. Yeah. Um, he's facing the giant, isn't he, at, at Starcade? Yes, <laughs> which yeah, is a, so, which is when you usually you normally get the Ron Stud match before the pay per view. <laughs> I think they've, I think they've used Ron Stud to death, haven't they? <laughs> you, scouring, used up, used up his dates already. <laughs> yeah, scouring the fuck out of the Indies trying to find anyone who's a bit big. Yeah, it was. He struggles. Tombstone gets a heat on him with a few slams. Lord Wooden Top makes his comeback and racks him. Everything you'd expect. Big pop. Inoffensive. Big pop, yeah. Giant comes down. Luger gets him up as on his shoulders, but the outsiders even, make the save. Even bigger pop for getting the Giant up as well. 100%. And this is one of the very few things on the go-home show that actually tied into the matches at Starcade. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think the Luger versus the Giant is going to be any... Good is it, but you know, at least at least they tried to build it here. <laughs> Crowd will be into it though. This is this is a thing. I mean, we can sit yeah. there and whinge about the in ring and what we like to see with the Hogan Piper, the giant Luger, everything like that. But in terms of being what it's like in the arena, the crowd are gonna be mega on. 
for yeah. for both their matches. So that always, you know, works in that room, gets over in that room, yeah. you know what I mean? That crucial role. That's it. We get a recap of last week with Sting and the Steiners, uh, yeah. then the melee at the end where they all turn on Sting. Then we get Jerry Lynn, Mr. JL, versus <laughs> Booyaka Booyaka Rey Mysterio. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. <laughs> Do you not think Jerry Lynn... Right, every other luchador other than Rey Mysterio looks like a Power Ranger or in yeah. like a Power Rangers body. Jerry Lynn does as well. And he's, Ray's, Ray's outfit's always a bit more toned down because there's like a gap in the mask and, yeah. you know, it's... He always looks mint, whereas most of the others look a bit shit. Absolute tits. <laughs> like Supercolor, yeah. we thought Supercolor was great, but it's like the outfit was piss poor. It was like, what's going on there? I know, I know. Odd. Very odd. Ray, Ray, it's obviously Ray's in there, and Larry's like, Ray, Ray's like a human evil can evil. Pretty sure evil can evil was human. <laughs> I mean, I've not checked his medical records, but yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> That made absolutely fuck all sense. <laughs> well, that's Larry Zabisco for you. <laughs> Fucking moron. Massive. What, what do you think of this one then? Because, I mean, Jerry Lynn's good, but I don't know if, if it. I, I didn't mind was, it. Yeah. It was, it was uh, right, Ray pulls out an 8.9 straight off the bat, class. Oof. Damn. Honestly, it was. That's impressive. It, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent. Quick, it was quick, but there's like some few nice spots. It starts off with all the solid mat work you'd expect at the start yeah. of a match. There's a, We've there's seen a, weird... a few Ray matches that have been a bit below par recently, haven't we? But I don't know yeah. if that was necessarily down to him. But this was definitely a, a return to form, if you will. Yeah, but again, he's still young. He's not. He's not the finished article just yet, is he? No. Awesome Rana spot off the turnbuckle by Ray. It was really nice. Which There's one? a lot of runners, but this one was exactly the first, <laughs> the first one. <laughs> no, to be fair, some of the stuff he does at this age in particular was just oof, crazy. Obviously, you see later on in his career, he still does mad shit, but he's just lobbing himself around all over the place, isn't he? <laughs> he had to tone it down. I mean, it, it, yeah. Vince wouldn't have let him do all, half of the stuff he did here. It's a bit, that I thought was a bit stagey, a bit modern. So, Ray flipped the rope to the apron but when yeah. he did it he didn't seem like he had enough momentum to do it he wanted to do like a do that sort of flare Ray Stevens over the buckle bump but yeah. over the middle of the row and he sort of flipped over and yeah. Jerry Lindrop kicks him to the floor but it just looked a bit I know what you mean, you know what I mean? yeah it, it looked a bit dirty didn't it it didn't look right yeah and everything with this when you're doing this kind of stuff it kind of needs to look clean yeah because you know you fucked up otherwise really don't you yeah, there's a lot of near falls, a lot of two counts, like set out power bomb, springboard, leg drop, both look mint. Only two. So you think you think like a, a tilt the world backbreak always looks amazing on Ray because he could just lob him around like a yeah. little rag doll. <laughs> yeah, that was that. It was probably the nicest tilt the world backbreaker of the night. Yeah. And Eddie Guerrero did one as well, so that shows how decent it looks with Ray. Because yeah, Eddie Guerrero's is fucking pornographic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love that real... um, beautiful that sort of springboard leg drop raided as well. That was that was pretty bang on. That's what I mean. It looked mint, but it was only yeah. a two, and then he did the set out power bomb, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And Larry Zbysko comes out with, oh, this is all too fast to call. Yeah, yeah. I'd love <laughs> to see him try and call a young bucks match. <laughs> Good job he got out well, while he could. I don't know. Yeah, there's a really nice spot where. Um, 
does a top rope rana and he and Lynn's out, uh, Jerry Lynn's out on the floor and Ray just like just fucking flies through the ropes near the, uh, the tope. Yeah, with a tope. It looked it looked fucking insane. I yeah. can't do the hell of it. We're talking WCW. <laughs> so, yeah, but he did it so quick, didn't he? He didn't. He wasn't any yeah. standing around time or anything like that. It wasn't like Gene the crowd up takes his breath and then runs to the back rope yeah. and runs to the yeah. It was just straight bang and it looked fucking insane. It was great and it's really some really nice fast pace back and forth and some nice pinning predicaments. It was, you know, it was great. It was it was sta- it was standard Ray, but he never got boring. And the finish was superb. That sort of spinning top rope runner, Switch Frankenstein or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. He does that a lot. Is but... Probably a better description. <laughs> yeah, it's like a he sort of gets on one way, switches around quickly, then flips him over, doesn't he? It's just like um... I think he's actually called a Dragon Steiner. As mad as that sounds, I'm sure I've heard that before. Probably off Excalibur, probably, but still. <laughs> Dragon Steiner, <laughs> ninety six. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Ray gets the win, rolling on. But then we get him. Surprisingly, he comes to the comms booth. That was a tremendous match, my man. Congratulations. Here, here. Let's let's. Is this Mike okay? Can we use this for him? Okay. What's up, Tony? There's one thing. Everybody's saying that Sting is gonna join the NWO. Well, that he has joined the NWO. That's a rumor. Started from NWO. That's not true. Last week. I jumped on Sting's back. We saw that, yeah. What he did, his reaction, his reaction was normal. Not like what Kevin Nash did when he threw me into the trailer. Right. Back this past summer, I remember that. Or when the giant picked me up with one hand and he threw me out of the ring trying to end my career. Okay, World War III. Sting, if you're listening, I know you're not going to betray us. Just like Hogan did. Tony, one thing. Can you please replay that tape one more time so the people and so you could see that Sting did not try to hurt me? He wasn't trying to hurt me. Sting reacted normal. Sting is WCW. You're talking about Sting holding out for a hero videotape? That's right. Could you please replay that tape? Can we do it? I would like to see it. I'm sure we are looking for it right now, Ray, but certainly... You know, I hate to tell you, Ray, but the dreams of youth are the nightmares of when someone gets older. You've got to face the facts and realize exactly what Sting did. He turned his back on everybody. He did not turn his back on everybody. He was in back of... I jumped on his back, and he reacted like any other person would do. He didn't know it was me. When he knew it was me... That's when he just decided to let me go. Ray, we do have that videotape. Please play. Okay, let's play it for you, for everyone here who's been chanting Sting. Grabs a mic and he says that, you know, Sting joining the NWO is just a rumor. I, I, I tapped him on the back and he did what any man would do. <laughs> he said that about four times. Bless him. Yeah, he did. Um, obviously not refined. I mean, he never really did, but he didn't really, don't really, I don't really got the mic skills down just yet. <laughs> I don't um, think it was bad, though. No, I, I, see what, I see what he was getting at, but I just think he repeated himself a few times. That was the problem. I think that's his first, like, proper yeah. promo we've seen him do. I mean, I might, I, he might have done a few pre-tapes, and I'm pretty sure he's done an inset before. But live yeah, yeah. Mike, I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him do it. He says that he he, he, he saw, he, he sort of was alluding to that he doesn't think Sting's a bad guy. He's just 
is understood and stuff like that, and he believes that he won't betray them, um, like he's been sort of portrayed by the NWO that keep going on about that. <laughs> and he wants them to play, wants them to play the tape again. And I'm going, what tape? What tape? And then Tony goes, he wanted what the holding out for a hero one. No, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't play no, again. Don't play that again. <laughs> fucking Bonnie Tyler video again. <laughs> and then he's don't like, we'll see it. if we can, we'll see if we can get it for you, Ray. We'll see if we can get it for you. And then they lob it on. <laughs> the map, the video that has no, there's no correlation to the character they're trying mm. to portray whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sat there just going, oh, please don't do it. I thought, oh, don't find it for him, don't. Where do all the good men go? I'm like, fuck's sake. Larry, Larry's definitely not buying it. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't believe anyone, though, does he? He doesn't trust anyone. No. <laughs> Our two bang on, though. Yeah. They don't, they're not doing much fanfare anymore, are they? I think they've sacked that off now, thankfully. Yeah, because Raw's moved. So usually at the top of the second hour... They've got a big segment or a big match. And instead, we get <laughs> Glacier versus Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, a.k.a. <laughs> the Leprechaun. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. That's that's awful. Before that, though, just before that, they, they had a quick chat about Piper. And Tony Tony got word that Piper was in the building, and then later on he said they were, he wasn't in the building, so f- fuck knows what's going on. Well, um, apparently the NWO have said that Piper's in the building. That's why Hogan yeah. came out to do stuff to, to sort of make it look like Piper's shitting it from him. Yeah. Bobby Bobby don't believe a word of it. He said that this is NWO propaganda, which is just classic. Propaganda. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, we get to that match. Glacier's back. Big return. <laughs> new music, I thought, as well. I don't know if that was just... Was that a new tune? I won't pay it's attention to it. I'm honest with you, I just thought... I fucking hate that cunt in the ring. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. He's a total right. fucking asshole. He made Louis Ferru throw up. Not a fan of him. <laughs> just, just, no, yeah. Audible booze from the crowd for Glacier. Yeah. Are you bored of Glacier yet? Because I really I'm, fucking... I'm never not bored of him, I don't think. <laughs> it's not, it's not landing, has it? It's not landing <laughs> on the house. <laughs> Absolute garbage kicks and all sorts, wasn't it? It was just yeah. like... In, it was a right mess. Yeah, it, was, it literally was a bunch of kicks, and and he misses one in particular, and then he gets a sec, and then he does it again, does that classic modern thing that we don't like, where he has to do it again to get the finish. Yeah, but bless Mike today, fucking hell, he tries, tries to get all the info he's he's him over. Lost cause, he's on about, he's got his, he's got his, he's got his dad's police police badge on his uh, imprinted on his gear and all <laughs> yeah. this. It's like it's not worth it, Mike. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he is literally the epitome of a lost cause. He's more of a lost cause so, than fucking Mars, isn't he? <laughs> gets the free Q nonsense shadow fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glacier must pose. <laughs> so that was enough of that shit. Fucking hell. Then I and get then... I I got perked up a bit and I'm like, oh fucking great. The amazing French Canadians with, with Parker and I'm buzzing and I'm like, then I'm like, oh he's against public enemy fucking hell. Uh, fucking hell. Than and than that. <laughs> I, I was like, I want to skip it. I really wanted to skip it, but I love the French Canadians. No, like, I'm well into it. And, and <laughs> fucking Parker, for someone who started off so piss poor with us, he get he's well over with me now, and his gimmick just pops me every time. Oh, it's just, it's just daft shit in it, but it's, it's funny as hell. <laughs> I love how he looks into the camera and just goes, "Je m'appelle Colonel." <laughs> <laughs> That's all he knows. It's fucking it's, brilliant. 
Do you think he knows he's being funny or not? Is he just, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, of course he does. He's, he's checked out. I mean, he's, he's actually a pretty solid, you know, heat-getting fucking Southern yeah. wrestler back in, the, back in his day. And he's part of, like, a very illustrious family in the South kind of thing, wrestling-wise. <laughs> But he's just like, fuck it, I've, I've, I've done jobs to two women and, um, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just doing my bit. See, the French-Canadians <laughs> usually have pretty decent matches, but I imagine this is going to be wank. That's exactly what I put on my notes. This is going to be shit. <laughs> these these two fucking sits, they just need bidding off, man. Bringing a table out all the time, Chekhov's table. and <laughs> Somehow, though, the crowd's well into him. I don't know if it's because of the music and the crowd participation or something like that. Yeah. But... Of course it is. But they are fucking woeful. Right, rotten bit... tag team. Oh, God, yeah. Possibly the worst tag team of this era. Yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't I would disagree with that at all. I can't, I can't say the worst and the best friends. <laughs> you know I mean? But I don't know. You see, <laughs> the start of this match, it popped me a little bit. Because, like, they do the anthem gimmick, which is fucking pure heat. Tickles me because they, they don't know the words. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Public Enemy got to jump it, but they telegraph it, nailed. and they just carry on singing. But it was fucking great. And then they put fucking obelats on them. I know. <laughs> right over their faces and mouth, wasn't it? <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> they just uh, through the table, don't they? Yeah. You know the table's getting involved, but that's the only thing, in it? It's so predictable, their matches. That's, that's the problem. It, good old Carl Willett stops them. <laughs> I love, I love Parker just putting the boots to whoever's on the fucking yeah. outside. Just love absolutely nailing him. Yeah, <laughs> I swear the bell didn't even ring. You know, they got nailed with them flags. And the, like the ref, like the, the bell didn't even ring. I didn't even know the match started. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, it's, it's, it just got spoiled for me just because of these two twats. Like some of the offense that they do in it, the Canadians, as we always say, they've got really innovative offense. Like, yeah, I really like busting the crab into the leg drop. That was nice. Lovely. There's like they did first. They did like an assisted seated centre off the top. That was lovely. And yeah. they try that mad fucking assisted centre on off the table on the corner. Well, that goes tits yeah. up. Yeah, and the table breaks as well. Yeah. <laughs> but then they get a half each, and uh, the public enemy get a half each, and hit each one of the Canadians and the referees the bell, and it's it's like Pointless. sadly all. Academy matches that matches a shit and it spoiled the Canadians for me, which is a shame because they don't have the longest run in WCW and I love watching them because they're all they're kind of always on nitro and you're always yeah. gonna get usually Good some stuff of that you enjoy, you know what I mean? It's it's comedy, yeah. it's interesting offense in the ring. I'm not saying they're fucking top tier, but they're always half decent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind them at all. I quite enjoy watching them. Don't really want to be seeing them in the ring with fucking Public Enemy, though. Jesus. No one wants no. to see that shit. Like I said, it's a shame, but, you know, we move on and we get a um, new new member of NWO. In his uh, <laughs> yeah. NWO shirt now. He's, he's changed from his uh, his jobber shirt. <laughs> this is what I mean. I, I, I've been saying for months, like, oh, Bubba needs a new gimmick and all this, and he's <laughs> literally just changed his shirt. Same fucking gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> so Bubba comes out and he's coming up against Gonad. <laughs> yeah, and like the, 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 anyone in the dungeon now is like a de facto face. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but the best part of this match, oh, Nicky P's back. I know. 
That was <laughs> this match was fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> he's got no neck brace though, but it's lovely to see him. And he's got a shocking fucking sleazeball mullet and earring combo going on. What oh, it fucking works, though, doesn't it? It so yeah, works for it's his fucking character. Brilliant. <laughs> it's fucking. It was fucking. It's been brilliant. a while, isn't it, since we've seen him on Nitro? Yeah, and I'm I'm just glad he's back. He, <laughs> he tickles the fuck out of me like more than Colonel Parker does. I know. Some of the stuff in this match, I mean, it was fucking hilarious. Like, he, do you know what the funniest thing I thought was though? Him being like a, a quintessentially shit ref is still better yeah. than half the refs from these days. He's, he's better than Rick Knox when he gets it wrong. <laughs> I know. So he's he's basically he's not even hiding it anymore, is he? He's so blatantly NWO, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like. He's stopping Koda from from attacks. He's he, he's he's talking to to Jimmy Hart when when Bubba's got a weapon, and he's, he's <laughs> he throws Jimmy Hart out at one point because Bubba literally in front of him just drops to the floor without. Yeah. <laughs> but that Hart's like pointing in his face, and I think he barely brushes his nose, and he's like, "That's it, get to the fucking back." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's just fucking hilarious. Like the match was turd. Oh, I didn't even awful. pay attention to the match. I was just watching it <laughs> And that fucking DQ in Conad for fucking throwing Bubba over the top. <laughs> Get some serious heat for that, though, doesn't he? Jesus. Yeah, man, the crowd are fucking fuming. And <laughs> fucking Conad drives, uh, grabs Patrick and he just bails with Bubba like arm in arm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's all right, I've got you. <laughs> and he was just... I'm just laughing. I'm watching it, and I, and I couldn't tell you anything they did in the match, no. other than the spots involving Patrick, because I was just watching him because he just had me on the edge of my seat. I think he's superb. Yeah, being stitches in that match it was brilliant because it was just like everything you thought. It was like slapstick comedy, wasn't it? It was like you knew it was coming, but it was just like it was like Basil Fawlty or something like that. that yeah, was oh, it, was it was brilliant. But this is it. This is like the comedy in wrestling done right, just like. The Parker in the fucking French Canadian gimmick, the fucking Foreign Legion, is is just it's not over the top. it's not like thrown down your throat. It's just he comes up, does his Jim appell in the camera, and you're it's laughing at wrinkles it. of it, isn't it? That's all. Like, yeah. not, it's you don't not need, dominating. Yeah, you don't need all this talking shoe shite and fucking Nobody killing Joey that. Ryan with a phone. Needs that. <laughs> Nobody needs it. Fuck Tony the Tiger. Yeah. Next, we get uh, Dino versus Lord Stephen Regal for the TV belt. Yeah. This, this potentially could be top tier if given yeah. time. Yeah, cruiserweight champ versus TV champ should be a technical masterpiece. You know, on paper. On paper, yeah. I mean, it's classic Dino all business. Regal yeah. does his classic indignant and disgust with the crowd. It's just yeah. what you're after for these two, isn't it? It's it's classic. Yeah. Nobody announces that the fucking TV belt's on the line. Right now, later though, don't we? Literally, like on, yeah. at the end. Yeah, today, today just happens to mention it. He's the only fucker who's on the ball, really. <laughs> it's essentially a clinic of technicality, struggle, and working a body part to start. It's yeah. Fucking great. The only problem is with it, the crowd was so quiet. Yeah, the crowd. This is what I've put. I've put. I fucking loved it. Yeah. But the crowd did not. At they, couldn't all. A, they couldn't give a shit, could they? You know, you could see them. And this is the thing. I, I love watching this kind of stuff because it's it's very world of sporty and I can sit yeah. there and enjoy it for what it is. But 
but it's not a wrestling match that you can get involved and invested in in terms of like heat or yeah. you know anything like that. Sadly, it was just a technical masterclass. Uh, yeah. Regal Regal knocks out uh, an eight on the uh, variant steamboat scale because he was slightly <laughs> variant. They did a knuckle lock That's into a bridge, one. which was yeah, it is it is. Because I can't call it the world of sports steamboats. <laughs> Did a knuckle lock into a bridge, which was fucking sublime. Yeah. Some of that early stuff was just pure, just working together to, to get to the goal, wasn't it? It was just like, how, they, how they've managed to put that together is just crazy. But really, with, with, with Regal and Dino, Regal can't do his sort of, his comedy bit. No, because he's not because he's got someone in there of equal uh, ability in the ring. It's not yeah. like like when you get like Regal versus Page. Page, as much as like we enjoy Page in the ring, he's not a technical standout. Yeah. He's more of a personality, which I love. Yeah, but you but like Regal can play off that. Dino don't really give him anything to play no. off. It was like serious, serious, wasn't it? Like mm. from both men. Which I love, which I do love, and like I said, I really enjoyed it. But as a spectacle, if you were in the arena, for most it's not part, be of it, for you, is it exactly? And you know, I, I, I give I give AEW based sort of stuff a lot of shit because it's just not my kind of thing. But I'll give this shit as well because even though it is my kind of thing, I do get it from a from a sort of spectacle point of view. Yeah, some some of the stuff though, just taking that out though, like. It's- the way Regal like contorts the arm and neck and it's just it's nasty, but it's so good. Like like at one point he had like a neck crank on, like quite deep. The cravat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like and like Dino tries to like flip out of it and he sort of try he, he tries to he tries to maneuver his way out of it, but Regal he like it's such an amazing counter. He like he he counters it but he's like he, he keeps the neck at the same time. It's just like yeah. It just made it, it was, look like it was a catch stunning. fight, you know what I mean? Like a proper a submission yeah. fight or something like that. It was superb, honestly. I mean, Regal mainly dominates, and um, yeah. Dino sort of gets little hope spots, which is odd seeing him work sort of around, somewhat of a face, yeah. yeah. He was working somewhat of a face, but I found it quite intriguing to see like, a different actually. side of Dean, yeah. Yeah. That finger-breaking spot, top tier. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that, that can you? That bridge by Dino and Regal just lumping him in the chest to get him out of it because he's got like him in the neck, he's, he's in a neck bridge because Regal's got him over his knee and he's just pounding yeah. on his chest and it's just them little things. Like, do you know when he puts like a like a face lock, a front face lock, and he's like grinding his elbow into the, and all it's little touches like that can make such a simple little move look so much better. It's the little, it's the blacket little touches. That's it. <laughs> And then he's pushing, as he's bridging Dino, he's like pushing down on his chin. Yeah. It's like, right, if you're going to fucking be a cocky cunt and bridge, I'm just going to smash your chin in. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the, the crowd are flat as a witch. I'm absolutely fucking loving it. Heenan on this was quality. He's like, he's, he was putting Dino over big time Dino saying, oh, he can so hang much, with a, Yeah, oh God, yeah, he's like, he can hang with the heavyweights and all this. And he was dead, but he was mentioning that Wigan. And the British style, and yeah. in the middle of like Regal stretching him with a fucking beauty. He, which... he knows his shit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Bobby's a wrestling fan. Bobby Heenan yeah. is a big wrestling fan, isn't he? And you know, and, and bringing that in because like you never hear the word Wigan, 
American TV show. I know JR mentions it like down the line, probably when Regal was in the WWE. But yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's stretching him with an absolute corker and he transitions it into an abdom- abdominal stretch. And he was just fucking superb. Just grinding Dean down, wasn't he? It was just lovely to yeah. watch. It was just an absolute masterpiece, wasn't it, from, from Regal at times. And then uh, today pipes up saying, uh, oh, they're near the 10-minute time limit. Oh, here we go. <laughs> just all of a sudden. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the, then the pace ups and the moves start upping. So you, you got like a nice double underhook suplex by Regal, a nice release German by Dino. Dino, it's a brain buster, covers, and the bell goes. I mean, it was a classic finish. Yeah. I but- loved it. It could have told us there's a time of it draw beforehand. <laughs> exactly. This this could have been on a paper if it was on a pay-per-view with a bit more yeah. regal heat and if Dino was a baby face, because obviously it's a it's a heel heel match. Heel, yeah. So you can't really do all the shenanigans and stuff. It just had to be purely based on in ring wrestling ability. Yeah. But if it was done with, against the face of equal sort of statue, this this was Regal versus Eddie. Or it would have been class because you could do the whole sort of put more personality-based stuff as well, plus yeah. all the stuff. And that finish is a fucking superb finish, but it was flat as fuck yeah. because it got no heat because neither had any heat because they're both heels. They got there was like faint USA chance because Dino's from America. That's about it. <laughs> Even they didn't last long, did they? No. In my opinion, it was an absolute clinic, but you know, with with the crowd being dead. It didn't really took away from it a little land, bit, didn't it? Yeah, it didn't really land as it should have done. Which, you know, a few tweaks, this could have been monster. Yeah, it's a shame, but like I said, there was there was so much quality in the match that even even with the the, the poor crowd, you know, there's there's a lot of enjoyment that you can get out of watching that. Do you know what I mean, there's so much class from from both men at times in it, so I'm not going to complain with that at all. Then we get um, Rick Steiner. Versus, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get transphobic cunt Rick Steiner versus uh, old slap nuts himself. <laughs> Out of nowhere, they announce it is Benoit and Jarrett at the pay per view. Why? Why are we having that? Because they don't like the heart. They don't like each other in the horseman or some shit. Yeah, it's why not got not anything having, behind. Why are we not having like the absolute blow off between Benoit and Sullivan at your biggest show of the year? I know. Like why, why are they not doing that? It doesn't make any sense to me. And it can't be because Hogan's fucking nixed it because it's got heat, it has, and we're enjoying it, but yeah. him and the him and Piper stuff is, you know, that's what everyone's paying to see, right? So Yeah, of course. And usually Hogan <laughs> don't like his thunder stolen, but I can't see why he'd think this would steal his thunder. No. I mean, fucking Jarrett's bright orange. He's tanned, but badly. He's fucking bright orange, and it makes it look even worse because of the blonde hair. (laughs) But this is all because... Fucking Gail Platt hair, isn't it? It's fucking awful, that. This is is because the two Sting's two best mates, aren't they? Yeah. This was fucking appalling. It was a joke, wasn't it? It was an absolute joke of a match. Scotty's not changed his clothes in about fucking six weeks, has he? (laughs) You can't Same even wash leather. leather. You can't even wash it. <laughs> Just pure sweat from his, his <laughs> ever-growing muscles. <laughs> Jarrett's getting booed to fuck. Uh, people are bored of him. Get a few dog, the old ooh, 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 dog chants for, for Rick, to be fair. It was just 
shit, wasn't it? Like you know, you knew throughout the entire match the the crowd just wanted to see Sting. That's the only thing that like, you could hear it in the crowd. We want Sting. We want Sting because because obviously you've made the connection. These are the two people that you sort of attacked a few times, so they sort of knew an absolute belter of a belly to belly by Rick. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Pops the hips like course, no, like yeah. no one else. Uh, that was class. After that, though, it becomes an absolute farce. Fake Sting's Bounce coming shot, down. Wooden top, yeah. <laughs> Fake Sting's down. And he, he's so blatantly not Sting. He doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> he comes down. He grabs Jarrett. Ref sort of turned his back. Rick comes back in the equation, clothesline him. And out, for some reason, this made no sense whatsoever, Jarrett pins the fake Sting and the ref counts it. Yeah. What the fuck it was that? It- it was it was woeful, abysmal, <laughs> appalling. You know, it makes no fucking sense. Some I don't understand this it. Show do not make fucking sense. Why is, <laughs> why is why is Jarrett covered him, and then the ref's gone? Hang on, he's got nothing to do with the match, but I'm still going to count the cover. It, it, I just don't get it. I do not get <laughs> why. Like and then Rick started booting him in the head, and it, it's just like what was what was going on there? It just made no sense to me. If if you can watch that episode back, just watch this finish, guys. And you'll be absolutely perplexed like I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm still fucking perplexed now. I just don't get what's going on. <laughs> it was so weird. I don't understand it. I thought that was going to be the end of the show, that match, to be fair, with the limited time that was left. But Well, I saw nine minutes left, so I started panicking. <laughs> and it was fucking justified. <laughs> Not this again. End of your music. Hogan's back again. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's playing the uh, playing the mic, playing the guitar on his belt and stuff like that, classic stuff. He, he comes out and he's like, "I told you so, I told you so." And he's he like, out on his own though." Yeah, that was interesting. You don't normally see that, but we f- we see what happens in a bit. Mm. <laughs> he's like, "I got a letter from Western Union from Piper <laughs> saying uh, with a letter saying that I am the icon and he's admitted it and all this." And it's just like, "What are you on about it, it, here?" Trust me, I'm well versed in Western Union, and I didn't think you could send letters. <laughs> you definitely went to FedEx, didn't he? Yeah, just money <laughs> transfer. That's, that's what it is. And then Dorsonate fees as well. <laughs> he's waffling on, and bag bagpipes start to ring around the arena. And there's that sort of, is it him? Is it him? And you sort of see a he's figure not. come through, and uh, there's Eric Bischoff, dressed yep. in tartan um, yep. and a leather jacket. And he's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hogan! Just when you thought you knew all the answers, I changed the questions! This is sad. It's not even a good imitation. You know, I did about 180 miles an hour down I-16 right here in Macon. When I heard you challenge me in front of all these people, and I came here to tell you one thing, that can't wait, cannot wait, until the 29th. Hogan, I had no right to be in the ring with you at WrestleMania. And there's no way in the world that I can beat you. I know that. We are And I also know that I have a family. Six, count them, six kids. And a wrench I can barely afford. And if you do to me what you do to everybody, I'll never be able to earn another dollar 
to feed that family. So I'm going to make it easy on you, Hollywood. Get me a referee out here. We're going to do it right now. Right here. No more. No whoa, more. Whoa, Roddy Piper. No more talk. No, no, no. You forgot to do that cute little yeah. sissy thing with your finger whenever you talk. We asked you know? for a referee. We got we're Nick Trying to be a man's man. All right. We're going to do this right here, right now, for this crowd. Referee, are you ready? Are you ready? Wait a minute, Piper. Our sport has okay. reached a new low right, right, now. right now. Our sport has reached a new low. You know something for all you Piper fans? I'm not even calling this stuff. That is the end of Roddy Roddy Piper. Sorry. <laughs> and Hogan, I have always been a Hulkamaniac. You are the man. Who bought your house for you? You did. Who fed your kids? You did. Whose coattails did you hang on to? Yours. Yes. Who is the great? And, and Hogan's pissing himself in the ring. He's loving it. He thinks it's the funniest thing that's ever happened. To be fair, he does look. He looks an absolute cunt. But I did laugh for a brief second. <laughs> <laughs> did it pop you? Did Eric Bischoff pop you? I just thought, what's an absolute cretin? What does he look like, this dickhead? <laughs> uh, Bischoff gets to the ring and he does possibly the worst impression of, of um, Piper you could possibly ever wish to, to do. Could have sounded less like him if he tried, I think. <laughs> he's calling him, the, he's saying, oh, you're the real icon. And then he yeah. lays down for him and old Nicky P's back out to make the count. But Love Hogan that. sticks his boot on him, doesn't he? Counts a three. And then Bischoff's like proper verbally fellating him, like bowing down to him. Because <laughs> Hogan's like, isn't he going like, I, who who gave you all your money? And he's like, I, you did. Who who gave you your house? Who who paid for the food for your children? You did, and all this. And it's just, it's just. It, to be fair, I mean, it was it, in the moment. It was quite the heat was quite impressive. Yeah, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. It was when Bischoff came out, it made it a bit more palatable than just Hogan fucking whispering yeah. on his Todd. Yeah. But I thought, do you know when he's sort of like blowing him verbally, I yeah. thought is he's proper blurring the lines now between kayfabe and reality because I'm pretty <laughs> sure in the back he's like, oh, you're he does this as well. Yeah. I love you, Hulk. <laughs> so glad we brought you in, Hulk. <laughs> then we get bagpipes again. And I'm not going to lie. I fucking popped out of my seat and so did the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is about as Tarrant poppy as you can get, I think. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, is crispy all day. One million pound question, fucking Tarrant pop, mate. <laughs> Do you want to phone a friend? <laughs> fucking yeah, mega. Yeah, Robbie fucking Piper. How he comes and he looks fucking, he looks like he means serious business. Gets See? full band gimmick. I know. This is like a WrestleMania entrance, wasn't it? They should have yeah, saved yeah. this for the pay-per-view. <laughs> I agree. That's what, exactly what I put. I was like, this is... Nah, you need that for the pay-per-view, definitely. <laughs> well, he comes out and he just means... Like I say, he means business. He's got venom in his face. He wants wants to get in there. And the crowd's absolutely ravenous at this point. And um, he gets in the ring and they start throwing hands. Start throwing hands. Crowd's electric. It wasn't as vicious as it probably should have been. No, I thought Piper should have kicked fuck out of him for five seconds instead of Hogan trading off with him. Yeah. And then the and then the thing is made the save because you've got to at least give Piper something and he gave Piper fuck all. Yeah. Yeah, it was too it was too back and forth, wasn't it, really? He should yeah. H- Hogan should have been like like the shock factor should have like took over him. 
Yeah, because Bischoff's not going to help him, is he? So no. But um, like you said, they start to they start to trade hands. Crowds, to be fair, the crowd's absolutely losing their shit. You know, you can't yeah, blame ravenous. them. And then NWO come down for this the assist. They're holding him back. Hogan gets a few shots in. Um, Sting's watching on, ominously. Mm-hmm. What's his thoughts on this? Who knows? Nobody knows really at this point. Uh, but yellow, <laughs> yellow shirted security that guards come down for the to separate everyone, but they don't even really separate because because uh, Piper's still getting held up by about four members of the NWO at the end. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Good way to end the show, mate, apart from a few things they probably should have done a bit better, but yeah. it gets it gets yeah. that excitement. You had to end it with that, I think. That was crucial that you had a, that one last meet in between them, I think. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still sort of like up for it. The Hogan bit on his own was shit. The Bischoff bit was funny to start with. The Piper yeah. entrance, I fucking loved it until they started punching each other. Like, like I said, Hogan didn't need to punch back. It kills Piper's heat, like kills Piper a bit. And if the NWO are going to come down, let Piper get his fucking 10, 15 seconds in on Hogan, do you know what I mean? Yeah, let him, get, let him put the boots to him for a little bit. Yeah, because it, it gives the babyface a little bit of hope because no yeah. fucker believes that, you know, Piper's beating him at thingy because it's gonna everyone thinks he's gonna be a fuck finish, so Yeah. That's it. Well that that brings us to the end. One of the better go home shows they've done, I would probably say. It saved itself at the end because there wasn't much yeah. in terms of furthering anything other than, other than the Luger Eddie Giant winning. Thing. Yeah, and Eddie winning. Yeah, that was about it really. But at least they <laughs> I mean they they attended to the to the match that's going to make all the money and and that mean that sent you home with that image in your head. So I suppose that was the goal, really. No um, interaction between Benoit and Jarrett, which you know we've not seen for a few weeks now. So how they got a match? The most heated fucking thing Benoit can have is the Sullivan match. It's a bit nothing between faces and, and outsiders as well, which is a shame. Yeah, face weren't even on the show. Yeah, outsiders made two little sporadic run-ins. Didn't well, speak, to didn't say. really see him either. So it's a bit of a bit of a gatuso, this bit of a half and half job. Yeah. A few good matches. Two Hogan segments where all he did is repeat the same old shite. Yeah. Could have been better. Could have been better. Yeah. But it wasn't it was... the worst I've ever done. No, it wasn't. I mean, what was your match of the night, mate? That was uh, easily Benoit versus Eddie. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I'd like to give an honourable mention to Regal and Dean because I thoroughly enjoyed it, but, you know, I, I couldn't give it match tonight because the crowd were just not into it. Yeah, Benoit Ready, Ready was almost as good in ring, but it had the crowd reaction as well, which made it even, that took it way above it for me. Yeah. Who's your MVP? Piper for that entrance. It popped me. For me, it was, was going to be Nick Patrick until yeah. Piper came out. That entrance was class to me. The only the only thing is that I, I like I said before, I, it would have been so good if that was the the pay per view entrance, but it was yeah. still great because because I didn't actually think he was turning up because did the fake out entrance with him and I fly, yeah, 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 and then to see him come out was quite. It was really good. Obviously, it got it got me excited for for whatever was left. To be fair, I agree. It was it was that little added sprinkle that you needed before yeah. the pay per view because if he hadn't had turned up. On the go home show, would have been a bit, it would shit, have been a little it? bit flat. Yeah, I still, I still think they, they fucked him a little bit, but yeah, Pat, I thought Patrick was superb. It was lovely to see him back, yeah. but Piper's Piper just for the pop, man. It was yeah. I popped. I was, yeah. I was loving it. Yeah, Disco Duggan Hart slash Hogan Award. Hogan. <laughs> yep, it's got to be Hogan. 
<laughs> two segments, too many. Two, yeah, one segment is too many, but <laughs> I suppose, you know, he's got a job to do and he doesn't do it very well. Yeah, that's it. Could easily Bang give it to Jarrett as well. Oh, God, Jarrett, yeah, fucking hell, Jesus. For that pin job. Actually, I'm giving it to Jarrett. Sorry, I'm changing my choice. <laughs> that pinning, pinning thing in that match, that was the stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Ain't he mediocre? <laughs> Barnet of the night, it's got to be, Tombstone. for me, Tombstone or Nicky Patrick's quaffered mullet with his double earring <laughs> job, but it works. See, no, that, that's not a shit haircut. That, that gets That's him. character, that. That's a heat-getting haircut. Tombstone, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? I don't even know what that fucking thing is. Shocking. Yeah. Awful. But it would be remiss of us not to uh, quickly whiz through the Starcade card yep. before we uh, leave you fine folks. So it kicks off with the title unification match for the J-Crown and the Cruiserweight Championship. So nine belts on the line. Could have been ten if Dean would have beat Regal, do you know what I mean? Ultimate Dragon versus Dean Malenko. Then we get good. the... I'd, I'd like to think so. It gets enough fucking time. Yeah. Nearly 20. Bloody hell. Singles match for the inaugural WCW Women's Championship. Akira Hokuto versus Medusa. See, that's not been announced, has it? No. So Akira <laughs> Hokuto was the one who had two shots at it because she had a CMLL gimmick on. Oh, yeah. And, and a normal gimmick. <laughs> It starts off very uh, flippy, floppy, high flyy because after that we get Jushin Thunder Liger versus Rey Mysterio. Mm. Again, Cheerio. could be good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, save that for later. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> then we get Jeff Garrett versus Chris Benoit in a no DQ match. Why? Why is it a no DQ match? There's not enough heat behind it. Now I get if Sullivan versus Benoit in a no DQ match, totally get that. Yeah. But. Uh, then we get the Outsiders versus the Faces of Fear for the tag belts. Yeah, that could be good. Could be good. Then we get Eddie versus DDP for the uh, US belt. Yep, that's again. Okay, I think be that'll good. be good. Lex Luger versus the Giant. Crowd could will be, be ravenous for it, but <laughs> it will be shit in the ring. But you know, we'll see. You never know. Old uh, old Lord Wooden Top may pull it out of the bag, and then main event Roddy Piper. Versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the belt is not on the line. Why is that? Why is the belt not on the line? No idea. That's odd. Just that, a singles it? match, yeah, yeah. No All belt right. on the line. So yeah, that is the card for Starcade '96. We will be uh, toddling onto that in our next episode. Yeah, but looking forward. If you to have it. a, if you have a bonus coming out soon as well. Yeah, and next month we're going to. Uh, turn back the clock even further for our bonus episode. We're going to be bringing you our all this and war, look at the adjective, past tense, where we go further back in time. Because this is retro, but it's technically our staple time frame. Yeah. So we're going to go even further back. We're going to take you back 10 years yeah. to uh, Starcade 1986 and see how yeah, things have pro- changed. Yeah, progressed, regressed. Fuck knows. It's yeah. an infamous, infamous uh, scaffold match in that one. <laughs> so we shall see how how that goes about. But obviously, we're going to be uh, we're going to be toddling back onto Starcade, and after that, it's going to be the thirtieth of December, nineteen ninety six. Then we're going to end end our year, even even though it's in the middle of 
the actual year 2023, going the 1996 year. We've got a nice little, uh, nice little treat for you before we <laughs> kickstart 1997. More details to come. <laughs> More details to come. Nice surprise for you. <laughs> so if you want to interact with us, it's at AdjectivePod on Twitter. You know, like us, DM us, retweet us. Any questions? questions? We would like some questions for Starcade episode, please. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, any of you guys that are like giving us BG shit, Tank Abbott, anything like that. We don't any care. questions Tank. about this current timeline, maybe as well. Yeah, <laughs> this current pay per view that's coming up, we'd, we'd enjoy that. Yeah. Hopefully, we get some of the usual suspects giving us some questions. We do enjoy their uh, input. Fluvia. <laughs> if you want to uh, do us a favor and uh, be very kind to us, give us an old Davy Meltzer five star review on Spotify. Yep. Super kick that subscribe button, Booker T sidekick, Chun-Li spinning bird kick, whatever you want to do, do that shit. We do appreciate it. Please don't slap your thigh because then they put a block on your account. And can't help that. That's just uh, <laughs> that's the rules. That's rules just, and regs. That's just the Spotify gods doing that shit. <laughs> so we will see you soon with our bonus. We'll also see you with Starcade 1996 coming up. It's been, uh, it's been a short two abs. Let's hope this pay-per-view lives up to the uh, hype because it's got some pretty fucking good matches on and it's got a couple of angles that, you know, the crowd are going to be hot as fuck for, most yeah. notably Luger Giant because there's a rack involved and Hogan Piper yeah. and see if anything uh, anything interesting pops up. So, any further business, man? No, no, nothing else to report. Okay, now you can say it. Rey Mysterio... <laughs> Cheerio. The preceding podcast gimmick, it was paid for by, look at the adjective.